Hey guys, what's going on? We have another episode of the Hoping Mum and Dad podcast for you today. Today's episode is number 22 and we talk to Chrissy and Tori, a really awesome pair of human beings who happen to be in a same-sex relationship. And this is, you know, we dig into all the stuff, talking about like their options and and their journey with IVF and starting a family. It was a, it's really, it was a really good episode. So personal stuff with... Uh, myself and becky mm-hmm. uh we haven't really got too much to talk about obviously uh you know if you've been listening along uh then you know well even if you haven't been listening along you know that coronavirus is you know a bit of an issue causing lots of problems with everything so uh, still I, waiting still waiting um but you know on top of that there's obviously a lot a lot of problems emissions are going up the you know it's not a good yeah and i'm on half term so i've got a lot of time to think about waiting yep so yeah and also it's winter so my lips are dry and we've just had like a million takes because i've just been doing the wrong thing while we were recording and uh what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna uh, show you how many of those takes uh becky was responsible for ruining by putting in like (laughs) some of the outtakes and we'll put them on the instagram account maybe no definitely (laughs) people need to know who i'm working with (laughs) the mess that you're working with no yeah no so we have got nothing to tell we're still waiting which sucks but but don't let our low energy put you off because we've got an amazing podcast episode with two amazing people coming up great chat yeah so enjoy listening to our chat with chrissy and tori and on instagram they are at my bun underscore her oven so please go and check them out and give them a follow so you can catch up with those guys um on the social links that we just mentioned We'll put them on the screen and we'll also put them in the description below. But also, we just wanted to ask, um, and this sounds pretty needy, but if you do appreciate what we're doing and putting content out and people that we have on and us just sort of telling you about our journey, which is obviously not moving that fast at the moment, but if you appreciate what we're doing, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us, um, you know, if you could like and subscribe on the YouTube channel, if that's how you watch. If you uh, listen to the uh, podcast on iTunes, if you could leave a review or stars or whatever the thing mm-hmm. is for that. And, you know, the same for Spotify. But basically, if you could just, like, tell the people that we distribute this through to that you're listening. Because, uh, you know, if you're like me, you just forget. You just It's not on your radar at all. So I'm just yeah. politely asking Maybe you. you could pause the episode now and do it. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then obviously come straight back, obviously, because we've got an amazing uh, episode with these two wonderful human beings, Yeah, Chrissy and Tori. Yeah, enjoy the chat. So hi, um, Tori and Chrissy. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. <laughs> How are you? You're very welcome. Can you tell us um, a little bit about both of you? Um, um, I found you on Instagram um, and your handle is something like, let me see if I can remember, at herbun underscore my oven or close to that. Is it? Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's perfect. Is it? My bun, my bun, her oven. Oh yeah, perfect. So yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself because obviously I know, but our listeners don't know who you are and what, what you've been up to. <laughs> Yeah, congrats. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go. Um, so we, I'm Chrissy. this is Tori. Um, we are a couple and we are going through an IVF journey at the moment. So we started an Instagram page just to try and reach out and see what other people were doing, offer some advice, get some advice ourselves. Yeah. And that's how we met you guys. Yeah, I think it's um, amazing, the Instagram community, isn't it? Um, because it's so supportive there's so many people out there and yeah it's just nice a nice way to document what you go through really isn't it yeah it's huge like there's so many when you put a hashtag on there's so many posts isn't there and then followers grow quite it is it's it's, there's so many people going through it it's it's been a real eye-opener for us I think we were having that discussion just before and you don't realize that people are going through IVF until you have that kind of that shared common goal I suppose and it wasn't until a few people knew that we were going through IVF that they said oh actually our children have been kind of conceived that way uh, conceived is that the right is that the right term yeah yeah. conceived that way um so so yeah it's it's been really refreshing yeah because like the figures are unreal it's some well originally when we first started trying I'm sure they said like one in eight 
um couples struggle and then yeah I've heard that but I think it's even more now. I think it's like one in six. So wow. there's, there's some interesting theories as to why that's happening as well. Like mm. people are saying, um, you know, with like air quality and uh, microplastics and pollution in our water supply and stuff like that. Yeah, It's uh, pretty weird. Yeah. And I was saying I was I didn't get around to talking to you about it, Tori, yet um, when we were chatting on Instagram. But obviously... Um, as a couple yourselves you you need to to have intervention to have like a genetic family didn't you like because well, we were trying for a good few months until someone told we're doing it wrong <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you found exactly. it funnier than our clinic lady who, like, like honestly you know when you're like you you think that's the funniest joke you've ever said and there was just a yeah. tumbleweed on the phone when we said that that's that's when you double down but that's you know- when you go in again with another one just as <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Stuart Lee shill bottle joke. Like, I don't yeah, know if you've seen it, yeah, I haven't seen it. But I that what we were talking about was like talking about infertility in education and generally like periods and and sexual health and stuff. It's not talked about so much, and people just take it for granted. Like growing up, everyone's like, "Oh, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant, go on the pill, blah blah blah." And then when you actually want to, they find out it's not that easy. But obviously, yeah. for so many couples, um, same sex couples it's kind of a compulsory component to actually having a genetic family, isn't it? Like you yeah. have to have yeah. support. So it's interesting to speak to you both because, um, yeah, just to find out how you're getting. Cause we don't speak to too on. many same sex couples. I think you are the first same, same sex couples that we spoke to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the bar has been set. This is like a challenge. We need to, uh, we need to get more people on. Yeah, that's like what we've been saying in our previous episodes. There's certain like people that we want to speak to because we it's about raising awareness and talking about different journeys and mm. how you've got there. So tell us yeah. about yourselves. What what how, how what's been going on? I think um just kind of on that point like we both had to be mums. Like there's just yeah. and I, and I know for me in particular, I actually didn't come out because I wanted to be a mum and because yeah. You know, I'm 33 now, so things were a lot different. You know, we've seen yeah. even the drama around the same-sex couple on Strictly the last couple yeah. of weeks. Like, yeah. God, you know, that's, well, you know, all the it. comments and stuff. Yeah. But for me, I didn't think I could be gay and a mom. So actually, yeah. like, that's part of the reason why we did the Instagram thing, just to kind of give people points of reference. I mean, I was quite lucky that as, because I played rugby, so I was mm-hmm. how stereotypical. <laughs> All right, football then. <laughs> um, so there was lots of um, kind of people who were slightly older than me who started to have families, and I was like, wow. So that changed my yeah. process. Um, but even like quite early on, we and it you, it's really hard subject, isn't it? To broach with yeah. someone like you don't want to go to a first date and be like, do you want kids? Yeah. But then actually, it's quite early Becky, on we yeah. spoke about it, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> That was like the first thing Becky said. Oh, hi, I, I'm Becky. Uh, you know, let's start a family. Do you want a drink? It's like, the same thing, like you, Chrissy. <laughs> if you know that, <laughs> you know you, yeah. yeah. But you know you want to be a mum, so you're like, well, it, there's no point in wasting your time. So yeah, but yeah, I think you were very coy about it. You were like, yeah, I'm just a free spirit. Yeah, I like to just travel around, and just do my own thing. Like you weren't like you weren't like that apprentice straight away. Just like I want kids. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, we, we interrupted your train of thought then. Yeah. You, so you guys met. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, give me some kids. Can I, can I ask a question? So you said um, you were, you've always wanted to be a, a mum, and you were kind of worried about coming out because you were worried about like the, the two not being a part of like, yeah, yeah. I've only just, that seemed really odd to me because I was, because it just doesn't make, I don't know why, because I'm so naive. I'm just like, why would you think that you couldn't be a mum if you were gay? But obviously, biology stuff, I guess, right? Is that what you think? Is yeah, that... and I just, I, I, like, I was 18. I grew up in a small town. Mm-hmm. I can say, I can't tell you that I met a gay, an openly gay person before the age of 19. Yeah. And I started going out with the first openly gay person that I met. So yeah. I had no points of reference. There was, n- there was no one on TV. Yeah. I just didn't think that those two things could exist at the same yeah. time mm-hmm. um, because there wasn't any 
like LGBT families or anything. So, yeah. and that was quite naive, but that I just, I didn't know like whether or not, I knew about adoption and stuff, but I just, yeah. I don't know. I just, I think I guess, for me it's, it's, oh, go on, no, go on. No, I was yeah. just going to say, I guess unless you see other same-sex couples adopting and doing all that kind of stuff, then you would think, well, the, bi- the biological route isn't going to work or isn't going to happen. So, the, what, what, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, I've, I'm just that naive that I haven't, yeah. like, thought about... Because when you... We're about the same age, so that would be, like, what, 18? And I was going well, for you, you know... Just, just over 10 you, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hopefully things are a lot better now, but, like, it just... That's crazy to think that there wasn't that much in the mainstream about like yeah same-sex. not think, at all yeah nah i think gay and it is getting a lot better but i think gay people when they're on the tv if they are on the tv they're chaotic they're yeah. promiscuous you yeah. know very rarely do you see them like settling you know it's having stable families and the, the bbc did a report which i found really interesting which was all about how you know like what you what are you getting for your money and it was just that you know, like this is the life that you live and it's going to be going out, partying, splitting up other relationships and it's getting loads better, but there's not very many. It's not exciting to sell. Yes, TV they play into stereotypes, don't they? Slippers. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot's changed in the last, maybe even in, I was going to say the last five years, but in the last two years even. Oh, hugely, yeah. Like on TV and in popular culture, because before, like you said, there weren't really any same-sex couples represented or gay relationships on TV or on the radio or in popular culture at all. And if they were, they were usually men and they were usually, like you said, like super flamboyant and like, oh, this is amazing. Like Like Elton John. Yeah, there weren't many (laughs) men. Is that Elton John gay? He's not gay, he's gay. (laughs) Is he? Yeah, yeah. Yes, so All right, <laughs> but you know, like it's um just so underrepresented, and and like you said, so much has changed in the last literally Modern couple family. of years. That's that's a good reference. Do you have you seen Modern Family? No. I've seen a bit of it. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's, God, that's a good example. Yeah. It's got like um, I think at the same time it's it's at risk of going overkill and being rammed down people's throats slightly. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Sometimes that. I don't want to say I cringe because that makes it sound like I'm not kind of comfortable with, with being gay, and I totally am. If, but yeah, I think but at the same time, they can ham it up a bit. They need to tone like... it down a little bit in some yeah. respects yeah. as well, um, yeah. and just kind of represent every walk of life evenly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, but is I think there a good me... example of that around at the moment? Is there like a good fictional or non-fictional kind of representation of like regular same-sex couples with you know family stuff? I you know do you follow um a football reference here but do you know who casey stoney is no no well she's current manager of manchester united women um she's got twins and then a younger daughter um and they're like normal we we love following their page because it's kind of it's what we envisage ourselves yeah being kind of further down the line um but again normal family not kind of any following any of the stereotypes yeah. So like maybe everything will catch up soon and like everything will just be like, yeah, everyone's normal. This is it. Yeah. This is, this it won't. It's yeah. sad to say, but like until we, until people feel like they don't have to come out, then it's kind of not normal yet, I think, which is a sad thing. Yeah, totally like, agree. Once, once they, once people can just be like, oh yeah, the, I'm, I'm just Becky. Like not Never like I'm Becky and I'm straight or I'm Becky and I'm a lesbian. Like no one yeah. should have to prove themselves or... Or stand up and be like, hi, I have blonde hair. Like, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's just part of who you are. It's your genetics and how you feel, isn't it? Yeah. So, so how anyway. long was it before, you, when you were going out with each other? Like, first of all, how long have you guys been together? Uh, three years. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. And you basically had the conversation about having a family pretty quick, yeah? On day one. <laughs> I mean, it was probably not quite day one, but I think, I think what... We knew each other beforehand through work anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think there's just a vibe. I think you look quite mumsy. <laughs> <Not like, laughs> you know, you just look at someone and you think, you know what it is? Like you, the way that, because obviously Chrissy works with children and young people and the way that she inter- interacts with children and young people, I'm like, yeah, you, you'd be a good mom. Um, yeah. So I think kind of intuitively knew that. 
Yeah. And yeah. then you had a you had a kind of talk about it like pretty early on because I mean, you know, time goes on, doesn't it? So like, if if you want to have a family, like, and you know that you want a family, there's no point in sort of like dragging it out and wherever. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Do you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's cool. So, um, like, you you you've been together three years. You met each other. You were like, yeah, let's. I think we want a family we both want a family so what was the next step for you guys how did you did you start well we've got someone that you work with to blame for i won't name her but she um <laughs> somebody just at work we were probably both thinking it but it was at the start of lockdown wasn't it early it earlier than that like february time and just made like when are you two gonna have like because i go into school quite a lot they know who i am like when are you two when are you, when are you two gonna have kids and then you just text us like a bit of a like dangling carrot like oh such and such says when are you two gonna have kids and then it <laughs> ended up like basically it was like she'd asked us do you fancy pizza and i like i was like <laughs> i think i'm fine saying i'm game if you are Literally. next thing like all the clinic stuff we had like this telephone appointment booked but oh. we're both kind of like how do you even I, I don't know I'll ask that on you guys how did you broach that subject did oh, it we... like I love start, that I, I love that that you just were like yeah it's like do you want pizza for tea <laughs> sorry I, I just love that right. a, no one Tories probably wanted like prepared pizza like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I thought yeah. we had those conversations but we just needed someone to kind of almost like kick us over the finishing line sort of yeah just to you yeah, know, like, like like you say, we weren't getting any younger. Um, yeah. Kids, I hate. I didn't mean to sound it say it like that, but because I hate when people say stuff like that, because I think what? it stresses people out. Oh, you know, oh, what, you can have kids, you're not getting any younger, kind yeah. of thing. But like, <laughs> there is a kind of, you know, a serious point in that. Like, fertility stuff works better when you're slightly younger. Stuff. Yeah, but well, kids, kids are good for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, they'll say like, Miss, what, what, what are you gonna have kids? Or, yeah. Yeah, well, for us, like we were, mm-hmm. um, I think we got married, and I think for no, me, that was literally like, okay, you know, tick. Now I just need a baby. Bagged him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I bagged him. He's mine now. <laughs> I can just like let's go. I proposed to you quite sharpishly, actually. So you know, I was quite keen to get married myself. So <laughs> you weren't. There it was. Were you? Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> no, it was. No, no, no. So, like, so to go over those two points quickly with me and Becky, like, at first I thought I don't believe in marriage as a thing to do, as in like you don't need to do it. Like, every you know, you need to go to uni, then you need to do this and X, Y, and Z. And I was like, no, I like you. I want to settle down with you, and that's good. I don't need all mm. this stuff. And Becky was quite a little bit upset about it (laughs) and I was like I was like you know well I'm not just gonna change my mind and just get all into it because you're upset about it because then that would be even worse than you know so I've got principles and I got I think and feel about things that might be different to you and that's fine and then I changed my mind and as soon as you were like yeah yeah that's actually fine I was like I'm gonna marry you now (laughs) (laughs) it was like it was like you know not being I not I don't like being told what to told do, what to do <laughs> basically so we got married and then we had a t- we had a talk about um starting a family yeah and i remember it well we were having a walk down cardiff bay i remember the the, the car journey and everything and you said we were talking about family and i was like yeah that's definitely you know i i would love to have kids but i think we need to talk about it properly and you went bananas <laughs> you did not like it at all and i was just I like remember that. yeah yeah and i said <laughs> And I said, you know, we just got to like, you know, look at like what we're doing career wise and this, that and the other. And, you know, I was trying to be sensible about it because like (laughs) I see so many people. um, I see a lot of people that have kids and I don't really think about it. And then it doesn't turn out the way they thought. And then it, it doesn't it's not nice for everyone involved. Yeah. And I'm like, I couldn't live with myself if I brought a human being into the world and something yeah out of my control even like you know the relationship broke down or something terrible happened and and then yeah. there's this kid in this horrible negative situation and it's my fault i literally couldn't live with myself if that happened and i was just saying like you know let's talk about everything because this is a big deal Life. like 
<laughs> no, I'm well up for it. I want to, I want to get excited and talk about like teaching them sports and doing all this stuff and all the cool stuff and all the sort of generic, you know, get excited about having a family stuff. But I did take it really, really seriously, thinking yeah. about like, you know, and I was just like, no, let's go. Boom. You were like, no, you thought, <laughs> no, but you thought that, and like me digging into it a bit and thinking about it and talking about it was like a way of saying no but it yeah wasn't. you guys sound quite similar to us yeah. so we always say that tori's the impulsive one and i'm yeah. the one that kind of works the stuff out behind the scenes yeah. and actually we'd get nothing done without both of us yeah. because if tori was all in charge we'd end up with a house we couldn't afford a house full of puppies like <laughs> loads goats of goats in, in the garden <laughs> kayaks all yeah, over all of the stuff like literally every hobby like every day it's a different hobby that she wants to do if i was in charge we wouldn't do anything because yeah. i think about t- things too much so yeah. actually a bit so you sound like us in in the case that actually it's probably a bit of both yeah well yeah i i, I don't know I, I me think... and becky grew up very differently as well yeah. like becky's family and upbringing and everything is a lot different to like what i did so when she references things and she thinks about stuff and what when i do they're not the same picture do you know what i mean when you like yeah i totally get that when you've yeah when you've grown up in a situation that's not as nice you do think you you want different don't you You want better so yeah Yeah, just different i I mean like i'd be seeing my dad on the weekends all the time and then it'd be a bit of you know sometimes a bit of friction like between my mum and my dad and I look identical to my dad as well which probably doesn't help like <laughs> honestly like I look it's weird like when I've I've been into see him at work before and like you know like the, some of the secretaries are like look like they've seen a ghost like when they see <laughs> but yeah I mean there's loads of stuff that you gotta think about um but obviously like I don't want anyone to listen to this and think oh that's a downer or negative or whatever but like if you don't think about it a bit then you might be being a little bit silly, right? Just, you know, it's a big deal having a family. It's, not it's like... a person's life, isn't it? And if, yeah. if you can give them the best foundations possible, hmm. then that's the best footing to set off on, isn't it? I think yeah, I, I always say people that go through IVF are probably the people that want it the most because you're willing to go through the ups and downs so yeah. many times in some cases. Um, yeah. That, that yeah, you, you reaffirm, don't you, that you, that this is the journey that you want to take. Um, and it's yeah. not always going to be easy. So I think credit to you guys for kind of sticking sticking at it, really. Yeah, definitely. We've literally probably picked the worst time to, like, for this to happen. <laughs> yeah. And it's really upsetting. Like, we've, you know, when we see people ignoring the rules and sharing misinformation around and saying that, like, it's all a hoax and all this stuff, like the coronavirus, obviously, we're talking about. Yeah. Um, it's impacting us because our treatment is being delayed because of it because of all the resources being redeployed Mm -hmm. um and i sound like a broken record because i've said on the last couple of episodes (laughs) but i'm gonna say it again like it's you know i think it's selfish and it's wrong to go around spreading misinformation and saying stuff like it's all a hoax it kills it's fine it's just the flu i'm not wearing a mask because those people are kind of like stopping us from having a family on the schedule that we were meant to yeah yeah so going back to february sorry to no but have you guys been impacted (laughs) at all like have you have you had dates uh like you know ivf things pushed back or moved around um we kind of so obviously we kind of had that discussion in february to get the ball rolling Uh, the the clinic was shut up until about may time Okay. We've had it pretty easy, haven't we? Touch wood, yeah. Yeah, in terms of... Oh, so you guys are, like, really at the beginning of the the process then? So we've had one... So we've had an egg retrieval. um, We've had one failed transfer. Yeah. So we had a... No, that's all right. right. Um, So, yeah, we've had... I think we hit pretty lucky, like you said. Mm. So as soon as the clinic opened... We were quite easy to get in because at the start, you, your appointments are 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, yeah. scan, you know, going to be scanned um, so that we were really easy to kind of slot in. Um, I think the only thing is like is, is going in together. So we were able to get into the retrieval together and we were able to go into the transfer together. But apart from that, I mean, on our first appointment, we saw 
a lady in the waiting room come in who was whose wife or girlfriend was having the retrieval and like it can be quite it's intrusive it's painful it's worrying obviously just being in that hospital environment and she was like she was just sat in the car she had so our first experience our first appointment was just seeing this woman like saying is my wife finished she's she's texting me but it doesn't make any sense so is she all right um and she wasn't allowed to see us, so we realised from that that we we sailed through really luckily. We're quite grateful of, of how ours went. Yeah. But apart from that, no, we because we came into it by the time we got in, didn't we wait for a while? Um. So yeah, we we were quite lucky. So um, um I don't think we covered. Uh, like I think we've jumped ahead a little bit, but like mm-hmm. what? So like treatment wise and stuff, like the plan or what you guys are doing. Um to conceive like yeah. i don't think we we touched upon we that we kept on interrupting yeah yeah we kept Sorry. going on down sidetracks <laughs> so in february i i assume chrissy if you are the the thinker were you the one like researching the clinics or was it like a two-way thing no because it at the right at the in the start of lockdown i was redeployed to a different job which was uh-huh. in an emergency hub so I was just out the house and yeah. Tori's school was on lockdown. So it actually yeah. worked out. So Tori had found the clinic. We knew we wanted to go somewhere slightly different so that mm-hmm. our thinking was we didn't want our clinic to be in our local area because if it didn't work out, we didn't want to pass that and have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus our options are quite limited up here. Um, yeah. So we knew we were going to have to travel in Manchester. So you found the clinic, didn't you? Yeah. So... Just to clarify for a very simple-minded person like myself, <laughs> you were talking about starting a family for a while, like, you know, like three years ago, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. And you've just been talking about it for a bit. And then the first sort of proactive choice in action you sort of started making was this year you started phone like getting information on clinics and then you made an appointment for one in March. Is that right? February. Yeah, so it was kind of like, it was, there's a lot of, re- there's a range of different, um, kind of processes, I suppose, for same-sex couples. Um, yeah. yeah, options. So I think initially it was just what are our options. Yeah. And that was the initial, I suppose, kind of phone around of different clinics. Yeah. Um, and then wanted wanted it to be a little bit of both of us. And I think yeah. that was probably going back to the previous point about um, coming out and be, like kind of wanting to be a mom. I think one of the, the early th- thoughts of mine was how can I, how can I be a mom if, if I'm in a, a same sex relationship and how does yeah. that work? And yeah. so the path that we've chosen to go down is, um, it's, it's called shared motherhood, um, yeah. reciprocal IVF. So in theory, it's the, it's the, my bun. So my egg, um, Chrissy's oven, Chrissy's yeah. room. So that's oh, kind wow. of that. Yeah. I, I saw a post that you did about shared motherhood and I mentioned to you earlier, like it's such a, a cool term, but I think lots of people might not have heard about it. So, like, how does it work, and and is it sold to you through clinics as that, or like what? How? D- Tell us more about shared motherhood yeah. because I like it. Yeah. Um. So it's reciprocal IVF, isn't it? I can never say that word. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I think if I say it wrong in an appointment, they're going to say sorry. Like you can't be a mom. Procedures <laughs> called. Um. So it's kind of like if you imagine the full IVF journey that I guess mm-hmm. you'll go through. If yeah. you can imagine that split in half. Mm-hmm. So there's it like you kind of hand the baton over a little bit, don't you? You split it in half, but double the hormones. Yeah. Oh. So imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> imagine like it's bad enough having like one period in a house. Imagine having two oh. at the same time. <laughs> you're a <laughs> man first. You're a lucky man, <laughs> and then set it on. I don't fire. know. Becky's probably got about four periods worth per month. Like <laughs> yeah. Just set it on fire with more hormones oh and like God. more cravings. Wow. So. Yeah, the, so they did the egg retrieval, like the pre- preparation for the egg retrieval for Tori and then the preparation for the transfer for me. So there was a bit yeah. of a crossover. Yeah. We've um, gone down um, the egg donation route as well. Yeah. Um. So because kind of my room was, was all right, it was in good shape. Um, yeah. Good <laughs> Nick. <laughs> but we had the option there to, to share my eggs. Um, okay. So on egg retrieval day, they retrieved 16. Oh, so amazing. it was literally split. Flip down the middle, um, eight for us and then eight for, for a donor as well. So 
that's it's really nice. kind of worthwhile in that sense as well yeah that's so lovely because it means that someone else can like benefit and like we've heard so much about people not being able to conceive at all and and like you have on one half of it have to access a donor for the sperm yeah, yeah and that's, exactly. that was the thinking because yeah. somebody's helped us with the bit of science so then yeah. it's that pay it forward thing um so yeah and we like we kind of you know some people wouldn't feel really uncomfortable with that but if yeah. you can you know like we obviously are of the opinion that the parents are the people who bring the child up so yeah. we Tori isn't the parent of that I'm just the yeah donor. you're just this kind yeah. of the same way as our donor so it was a yeah. nice I think it's really lovely and I also think um that's what's so special about you know two women going through IVF together in that way you've mentioned reciprocal is that the right word yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> if you've like I mean there's no way that anyone can experience you like going through the the hormones and the injections and all that but you've both had a taste of that and been able Mm -hmm. to understand and literally feel like what the other is going through so you must have been such even though you were probably like hormonal nightmares Mm -hmm. to each other on some days I bet but other times you were like oh isn't this shit like you yeah this baby was almost from a broken home before it was even born to be honest <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can imagine like the arguments we have before we've even been through any hormones <laughs> at my time of the month are mental so yeah I can imagine what it's like when stims come along so uh you in for the process the shared motherhood process you are still kind of requ- you, you require a sperm donor like do you want to talk a little bit about like you know how you came about that and like the sort of walk us through the process yeah, yeah. so um i don't know if you've heard of a comedian called jen brister no mm, i haven't so watched any um, comedy for a while she's in a same-sex relationship she's yeah. had uh, twin boys and she she wrote a book called the other mother yeah um and she literally described choosing the sperm donor as like flicking through a, like an argos catalog almost and <laughs> um, and basically it's that simple it's literally Really? You choose your characteristics, and you can pretty much. It's. it's I, I don't know. It's, it's, like Pokemon, it's you're like. I, I want something with that can jump high, this fast. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, I only yeah. had two characteristics that I wanted. I was like tall and sporty. Yeah. Tori wanted a Peter Crouch child, <laughs> <laughs> and I did like yeah. So we like it's hard because actually you never. Where it's it's a weird situation because how far do you go with the like picking and choosing and ethically yeah yeah so what we kind of because obviously biologically we the the egg is Tories Mm -hmm. so we'll look for some characteristics looks wise that because um I'm quite fair I'm fair skinned blue Mm -hmm. eyes so it was quite kind of so it would potentially look a little bit like us yeah. Um, and you don't get a photograph of the donor just when they're a child. So we found one that actually looked a lot like my little brother when he was little. So Aww. that was that kind of drew me mm-hmm. to this guy. Um, you did sports. You had my vote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, was, he was sporty. Um, but um, you actually like you physically add it to calf. Like it, when I say it's wow. like oh gosh, the is in it literally, and then you track it as well, which is quite. Put, put, your, little coup- put your little coupon code in as well, ten percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, I wish, I wish, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really freaky, and we had loads of friends, like as you do. Some of them serious, some of them not so serious. Saying like, oh, we'll help you out. Like, I can get you pregnant. Yeah, I, yeah, pregnant. I saw that post. Right, yeah. Um, I, I thought so, that yeah, must... But... Did you, like, lose any friends over those conversations? Or were they... No, they... I think... <laughs> I think you just did it. <laughs> <laughs> like, some of them genuinely, like, because they knew they could help and they wanted yeah. to... But we just we knew that would be too messy, like just yeah. well, <laughs> too messy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, and um, emotionally, but like it's yeah. just like being around a child that you know is yours, and do yeah. they know it's theirs? And you know yeah. what? What if they didn't like how we were parenting? Would this step? Yeah. Like it's just it's just really complicated. I can imagine. So yeah, yeah. But it was 
yeah, we tracked it and it went to the clinic and it was on a Friday, wasn't it? And Chrissy was worried that it was just going to be left on someone's desk over the weekend or oh, no. it was be put in the back of the staff fridge and then yeah. be used as milk and oh, honestly. Oh. Well, it's, it, it, be it, one it happened. Coffee. People drop stuff. <laughs> we were talking to someone before, maybe the scientists, um, and they were saying, you know, people have like dropped scientific drop material and yeah you know like it happens so yeah it does I, it's not I was, crazy to worry about stuff like that a little bit i was yeah, speaking yeah. to my sister and brother-in-law earlier today and they were asking me again about progress and stuff and they were saying that someone in our hometown went through ivf and uh they were successful and they got to the birth and when the baby was born they it was um a heterosexual couple both white and the baby was born mm-hmm. and it was black and they'd made a mistake i knew you were going to say that that's yeah. one of my fears i knew you were going to say that yeah so but then as well everything i think everything worked, worked out obviously he's still their son but there was like a lot yeah, of but you just believe in using someone else's sperm haven't you and then so they're, they're potentially them without sperm like the actual yeah so there crazy. was huge legal things that went on but then also following that they went on to conceive naturally so how mental is that? Yeah. Um, we met someone today who, who did say that, um, was it endometrial? Um, so yeah. like by, in the process of getting pregnant, it unblocked whatever was wow. blocked. So then she then conceived naturally. It's mad, so, isn't it? Yeah. So my, my nan told me that she was trying to have kids for seven years with no success. And then she had four kids after. Yeah. And that wow. was like in nine. Probably, well, I'm guessing roughly now. But well, she's doing it right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to get into it? it with her. Like, so. <laughs> yeah. um, we should ask her. Maybe I'll have a conversation with her when you're not there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so. it's nuts. So, um, you've been through a cycle, and yeah, yes. it, it didn't. That embryo didn't take whatever. No, it was. It didn't transfer. Have they talked to you about why or? Have you had like an appointment following it, or no? We're just, just waiting see? for it. It's in a couple of days. Oh, cool! That's good. Yeah, it's so good, that, it's good that you get seen. Is this um, NHS as well, or is this? No, a... this is, I think we'll be waiting for forever up here. Um, yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. There's not where we are. There's not a clinic for quite like ge- the geography. Like the, yeah. I think we'd be waiting quite a while. So we decided just to that's our priority and you know I'm 33 so not that there is any rush but to keep under the 35 yeah you know we just decided to go that's our priority so we decided to go private yeah definitely definitely. very attractive option like yeah especially with all the strain on the NHS so um, if you you've got some fragments fregs some eggs in the freezer (laughs) not some yes we have yeah we've got three embryos so do you think the next step, is that going to be an, a frozen embryo transfer? It will be, yeah. I think it's kind of, obviously on the on the day of the negative test, we're a bit like, I kind of wanted a little bit of a break because it was totally kind of all-encompassing. Yeah. You wanted to get back on with it straight away. And I think yeah. it's just, by the time cycles happen and things like that, um, it'll, do you know, it'll happen when, when I suppose, when everything falls into place. Yeah. Um, Whenever that may it's be. It's so hard, isn't it? Because obviously you just, you've been through so much. Like by the time you've gone to your egg retrieval and then your transfer, like it all comes down to that two week wait as normal, like with your natural cycle and that two mm-hmm. weeks of like, yeah. oh, so much pressure on that time and so much energy has gone into to all of it. It, it must yeah. be really horrible. So I'm, I'm really so sorry that it didn't. Oh no, that's okay. Right. Everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? So yeah, it'll it'll happen eventually. And yeah, we kind of just said like we've just got to think that's like a couple trying once. Yeah. You know, like if you're trying to conceive, like it's yeah. just it just loads, sucks yeah. that we can't. You know, like we could try yeah. three times in a year, and that could be a couple doing that three times in one night. It's just a really expensive. It's just really expensive and really long. But what? Yeah, we'll laugh about it. Like, we're yeah. trying to move house, so there was lots of jokes around, like, you're trying to get out the heavy lifting and now you're going to have to lift, and, <laughs> you know, like... Aww. So, yeah, I think you have just got to... One of the things we did was we did... So the weekend after we got our negative, we deliberately did things that we wouldn't have been able to do if it was positive, so yeah. we drank a lot. 
yeah, went nice. to the comedy club, um, which was Who quite did you like, see? Uh, it's like local comedians. Yeah, yeah, it was with it being um, like oh, kind yeah, of COVID, it, they just kind of kept it local. The Northeast, Laura Patterson. Laura Patterson. Oh, cool. No, I'm a bit, a bit of a comedy nerd myself, so yeah, I'm always on yeah. the lookout for new talent and checking oh, right. people out. So. It was a funny Scottish guy. What was his name? Gary Little. Gary Little. He was really good. Mm. The North yeah. East is an amazing breeding ground for like comedians as well. Yeah, The Stand is, is where we went. So yeah, yes, there's a good. couple of comedy clubs, but yes. And then we went to Goa and threw ourselves oh, around okay. the trees. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But oh. you've just got to like kind of laugh but not like not laugh but you've kind of got to find the positives in it haven't you yeah. i think for me i just kind of put it in a box like had had a day been a bit emotional put it in a box move on and um, quite yeah. pragmatic in that way so yeah. it'll happen it'll happen when it's when it's meant to happen yeah definitely so you've got three more tries on this one and then will you if if like well yeah so, are you gonna what's keep... the next step like, well, what yeah. is the next try is that are, you so, keep... are we kind of getting that if if those three don't work where do we go then no i was gonna say oh. because you've got three more goes are you gonna keep swapping or will it always be you chrissy having the transfers i think um i, I don't know what their process is so until we speak to someone i think if you have three tries unsuccessfully yeah. you then go through for some tests yeah. I mean, as far as I know, they've done all the tests they can do around yeah. the, the to make sure it will implant. Yeah. Um, but I think we don't really know. I think yeah. um, with me being the older one, um, you know, I'd like I really would like to carry. Um, but yeah. if it doesn't happen, then we'll have that conversation then. Yeah. And I really don't want to carry, so it's <laughs> it's, it's ideal. Yeah. That's good because it's nice that you both know where you, that you want to do that. So, it's just, you know, it if works out. It works out like you yeah, yeah to, like, it's quite lucky actually. It yeah. And uh, so the current the current status, as it were, is like uh, your second attempt is is coming up. Yeah, yeah. incoming. We incoming. won't know because I think it's individual. Um, like when you read things, it's all different. But they yeah. they'll probably. Um, Sometimes they'll make, depending on what's happened, they'll either make you wait one cycle or two cycles. So we've got no idea what. And they'll happens. adjust the hormones as well a little bit sometimes, yeah. that, yeah. Oh, so oh, you yeah. have to watch the space following your appointment, which is. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's cool. Um, what else was I going to say? Um, I was going to come back to um, it having, you said, as a same-sex couple, like in your area, is that because of postcode lottery? Was it like there's not, when you said that you just you went privately because you just wanted to get on with it, was there going to be like a long referral time for you or? Yeah, looking into it, I think particularly the, the one in Newcastle um, had yeah. had quite a big a big waiting list. Yeah, I'm I'm just a little bit impulsive if I'm honest. So I think yeah. for me, yeah. I just wanted to get the ball rolling. Yeah. Um, especially once once my friend kind of gave us a little bit of a push. Yeah. I, I just, I'm just not a big fan of waiting. So again, yeah. credit to you guys because it's it's. Well, we haven't got a choice really. Yeah. Is bad enough. Yeah. No. I am. I am starting to think of all the other ways. Like because I'm the same as you. Like you know, getting really bored. Getting and I'm alone like, basically would be the only way. Yeah. Maybe we should yeah. do like donation. Yeah, yeah. Maybe but we like, should look into getting finance or a loan. And <laughs> I, yeah. the, the, my memory, my it's so annoying because we're right on the cusp of it. That we were literally meant to start yeah. treatment. We were going to start in April, was in it? March, March, April. Yeah, yeah. All oh, I can so, say to you guys is like, just try and find. Like, if you'd started it in April, it might be that you might have had to go through some treatment singly, like one of you sitting in the car. Like, yeah, I know it's really difficult, but just think about that Busy. lady that think okay. about that lady that we saw, kind of like, yeah. Mm. yeah. Hopefully that might be your preference. Like, go together. That would be I, your preference sitting in the car having snacks, <laughs> wouldn't it? I think um, no. I think it affects Becky are a lot worse than me um, because ultimately, yeah. I you know I I just think you just can't do anything about it. So I don't I I don't want to make it well, worse. Yeah. yeah, like I got you know. So which is weird because obviously you know everyone's different and everyone's got things that they're affecting. It's it's not like I'm better than you. It's just like I can I can somehow kind of switch it off. And be mm. like, okay, 
I've you know like my entire year worth of work just got cancelled. So mm. I'll like okay, I'll switch that off for now, and I'll worry about how I'm going to put food on the table. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Which I still haven't got an answer for at the moment. Like, is is things are just nuts? But you know, and then I'll switch that off, and I'll be like. I'm running out of things to switch off, like things, you yeah. know. Yeah, if it's if, outside your circle of influence, then it's sometimes not healthy to, if you can't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. Ah, oh, well, though. It's, um, it's just been really cool to talk to you both and, like, find out about what you've experienced and, and your choices. Like, I think it's amazing that you've done um, your egg donation and I love that you're doing... IVF through reciprocal yeah. <laughs> shared motherhood. Shared motherhood. That's that's an easier thing to say, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think it's it's really lovely and it's really nice to hear like a positive. And we definitely like to get you on again because like there's loads of questions that like I probably didn't think of on the spot, but <laughs> like I, you know, it's interesting to sort of um, raise awareness for uh, same-sex couples and things because yeah. this we're not we might not be the best people to uh to advocate and talk about that because we don't really know what we're talking about but you guys do so like you might be you know if we got you on again uh you know talked about some bits and pieces it might help other same-sex couples like yeah. you know come yeah come absolutely some, yeah so it's tri- been trigger their thinking a little bit well. no it's nice because it's it, you, you hit the nail on the head with that um like that judgment comment or that unhelpful comment thing. I think yeah. you know that when you're talking to someone who's going through it, all of that stuff's off the table. Yeah. Like if I hear one more, like you're young and you're fit and you're healthy, it's bound to work. Like it's like, yeah, talking to someone who's going through it, you know that that's not gonna. So yeah, yeah I think it's nice just to know, like you said, one in six potentially. Yeah. Yes. And and also on that same note, the, the fact that it didn't work the first time for you. I think when we saw, when we had, when when we first got referred and they were telling us all about IVF, they were like, well, it's only like a 30% chance of it actually being successful. Yeah, so... the statistics were actually, the way you read them initially, you think, oh, that's not very good. But from what I remember about what this was that they said something like, IVF's got a success rate of like 33%. Something, like, something that. like that, right? But yeah. natu- which, But if you think about natural conceiving how many times people have to try before they get pregnant yeah that that 33 percent is actually way better than pretty good isn't it yeah than natural yeah, natural conceiving yeah well our natural conception rate is zero <laughs> yeah zero, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh well i'm just glad that science is there now because you know if this was i don't know when did it start up was it in the like 50s that ivf started without no. yeah without yeah this? i think so without this you wouldn't have so many choices and that's what that's the amazing thing about science and even I imagine egg and sperm donation is probably quite a 21st century thing like yeah the safe safe way of like the screening and stuff that goes with it definitely exactly thank goodness it's there because like if it wasn't then you wouldn't have so many options and you might be asking your mate like you said they offered (laughs) and then (laughs) yeah Yeah, so it's really good. And um, yeah, amazing to talk to you and learn about it. So yeah, we're going to basically pop down um, how people can get a hold of you via social media, which is mybunheroven. Is that right? Mybun underscore herven. Mybun underscore herven. If if you're watching the video uh, anywhere, we'll put it on the screen and all the sort of comments Mm -hmm. and stuff will be in the link below. But yeah, it was amazing to have you guys on and uh, we'll definitely catch up with you soon uh yeah, for to, another chat like to find out yeah thank you so much for having us lovely chatting yeah you too thank you so much right. thank you. Bye. wow i um i'm so glad that tori and chrissy agreed to come on and have a conversation with us about um their experience with trying to conceive because it was um, good to get a same-sex couple on because we haven't had any same-sex yeah couples i thought we learned so much and it's really interesting to hear about um that shared motherhood and the reciprocal IVF because I just didn't I didn't know it was a thing yeah one thing I didn't bring up which I think we talked about off the podcast before was that um even if so if they had a sperm donor and one of their eggs and then the carrier the carrier is how we call it the person who takes the egg the the whoever takes carries the child yeah yeah 
The carrier. Yeah, what would you call it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but that that parent um, didn't you say before that basically like the um, the the person who carries the egg their has, DNA has an effect. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like the actual DNA inside the egg in the stuff, but if that same egg was put into different pl- yeah. places. So basically, with Tori and Chrissy, if um, if they weren't doing reciprocal IVF and um, just one of them had the stims and the egg retrieval and their egg mixed with the sperm donation and then put it back in them, that same embryo wouldn't be the same coming out of them as it would be coming out the other. Because the research has shown that there's an genetics, yeah. there's an effect of... Um, so everyone's kind of... Whoever's womb it's in yeah. affects the actual gestation of the baby and how they actually turn out in the long run. So it is like three a three-parter yeah it's a mm. completely three-parter it's really cool yeah and it's just and good they were just good fun to talk yeah, to they? really good fun and i like you said at the beginning of the interview um like geordie accents yeah. accents from the northwest are really they, good they deliberately um choose locations for call centers based on accents and the geordie yeah. accents one of them yeah it's really good i have one of my really good friends at university is from up there and i was telling them about a bar she took us to and a, a famous drink from up there. Skittles, I mean. Skittles drink, yeah, it was good. Mm. And um, I mean, we all, gross, to be we honest, all like, used to take the piss out of each like, other's accents and no one could do a Geordie accent properly, but we found out we could... I think we went to a museum or something when we were away together and um, we all found out we could sound Geordie if we said, more old boat. But that's the only thing I can say that sounds a bit... And to the North entire northeast region of the UK, I just want to apologise for that, my wife. <laughs> but it was Please just... come back. Don't leave on that <laughs> terrible impression. It was just a thing that um, we used to say, like, randomly to each other. You know how you have in-jokes? Mouldy old boat. Yeah, so anyway, just doing your little segue <laughs> there that you always pepper in when you're, um, when you're doing stuff. What were we going to say? Uh, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> we don't know what's going on. Um, no, we're just uh, waiting. We're waiting. Yeah. Um, Border waiting. But I hope, um, you know, I hope that you found today's episode interesting. Helpful. And if you know anyone who's in um, a same-sex couple and is considering the different options that are available, please point them in this direction. Uh, to listen to the podcast and learn about shared motherhood but also to i think it's probably more applicable to uh female uh same-sex couples right yeah shared motherhood it doesn't really work with two guys yeah um yeah definitely um but if there are or go and give them a follow on Instagram. if there are a, a, if if there is any uh male same-sex couples out there yeah that would want to come on and talk yeah, because that would be a whole extra thing too. Cause yeah, we know nothing about they it. They would have a surrogate, I assume. Yeah, um, but we know nothing about it, and there's obviously people out there going through this, yeah. going through it. And if we could just have people on to have a chat, and please then, drop us messages and just yeah. let us know if you're interested in coming on and talking to us, because the whole thing is we just want to share people's experiences so that hopefully this can be a bit of a database for people to find out more. Yeah. Right, well, we're going to leave it there. We've got to get going, get this episode up. And we will see you same time, same place, wherever you get them next week. Bye-bye.